Hi everyone, my name is David Gillespie and you are listening to High Shelf Gaming Podcast. This is a weekly podcast about role-playing games and board games and gaming conventions. Every week I'm joined by my co-host Rich Wisneski and we bring on guests to talk about the games that they love, the conventions they're playing them at, all that good stuff. If this is up your alley, please feel free to download, listen, subscribe, do all that good stuff. And you can always find us on Twitter at High Shelf Gaming or join us on our Facebook group high shelf gaming podcast it's a closed group click to join though and we're friendly to everybody and uh you'll get to hang out and talk games with us all you like hey everyone this is david again with high shelf gaming and today i am joined by lots of really awesome folks as always joined by my partner in crime rich Wisneski, the exhausted today Holy smokes, Dave. You can only game for so many hours straight while drinking beer and having shots of Red Stag. That's all I can say, and I, I think I've, I've hit the extent of that. <laughs> Good. So uh, while you're leaning against a post or something to stay upright, we also have on the call with us today is Heather. So uh, Heather, thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me and letting me ask a ton of questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've also got a, a basically a panel of experts here. Uh, we're whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> They're a peanut gallery. Let's not go calling them a panel. <laughs> they already got big enough heads. Let's not call them panels. Okay. okay go, go take it away, Dave. So we've also got Al on the line with us today. What's up? Yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome. And then we've got Larry on as well. Dave, good to hear you again. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for being here. And then uh, last but not least, we have Ryan on as well. Greetings. Uh, thanks for having me back. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. All of us are here to kind of act as pseudo knowledge experts or something for Heather. Uh, Heather, what are we talking about today? So this is going to be my first Gen Con experience. And Yay! Yeah, I'm going by myself, except for you know the groups of friends I'm going to meet there. And I have just... A lot of questions. Um, so I've never been to a convention this big, especially one like Gen Con. Yeah. Well, we've got lots of answers. Whether any of them are right, that doesn't <laughs> matter, but you'll have fun. <laughs> and I should say, we um, today is the 6th of May. We all just spent the entire morning doing event registration. So we just did that as a team together here and now. That was super successful. We totally kicked ass. And completely crazy. It was insane. Yeah, yeah. So, Heather, what was your, before we get into your questions, what was your impression of event registration for Gen Con? It's kind of anxiety ridden. You know, it took a lot of time to process through the website, which with 50,000 people trying to get event. I think the method we used uh, to get tickets was probably the best out of my group of friends. Because so. you've got some other friends out there also attending that were not a part of our, our bandwagon here. Correct. And so while we were in Discord talking about, you know, how we were doing in the, the queue, I had other people in my other Discord saying what their numbers were or that they were still waiting. Um, so it was definitely a, a roll of the dice for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think we were more successful than some of my friends were. So That was the best I think we've ever had i mean nobody screwed up their cart i mean it was <laughs> and we, we got some great low numbers and we got some great high numbers and um man what what a, what a day yeah i'm just uh, happy larry i think you won what was your high number today what was what was your line in, in the queue well yeah i finished in the back of the bus back by the tailpipe and the exhaust <laughs> still choking on the fumes 
and I was over 8,000. And by the time I got processed, I got absolutely nothing. <laughs> so I spent three and a half hours with uh, you people and ended up with nothing. <laughs> time well spent. But but that's okay because our good buddy Ryan, uh, you really won the pot. I think you went straight into cart, didn't you? As far as I know, I'm not really sure. The website kind of lagged a little bit. And by the time the page reload, I had all the stuff in my cart. So that was like bonus. Yeah. And so uh, because of the methods that we use, so uh, if you go back and listen to our event registration guide, uh, where we talk about- Which was awesome, by the way. Yes. uh, We do a team effort. And Ryan, thank you, sir, for rolling the lucky number, because you ended up buying almost all of our events. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there were a few in my cart. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, Heather, I have to thank you for organizing our spreadsheet. Like we have a method- but it is clearly a ramshackle approach, and you totally came in and cleaned it up and made it a, a smooth running operation. I like spreadsheets, so I don't think that's a good thing. Other than uh, the hair-raising effort of, of do we get the events we want or not, any other thoughts that you had about event registration? I will say not so much registration, but looking for events in like the last two weeks since it went up was extremely difficult to like just find things i think they need a better like search system but you're right heather there's a ton of events and they get added to so 14 days ago they made the initial list it didn't include any pathfinder second edition and all that stuff got added in later well it says Uh, how often are these files updated with new events uh every six hours oh okay how about that and i think that's not uh, anything against a Gen Con, but the adding the events in during the two weeks that you're trying to figure out what you're going to register for was a little frustrating because I know that like I had in the spreadsheet I was using for my own calendar, I had, okay, I want to do these events. And then like, I think Wednesday of last week, um, a group announced what their events were going to be. And then I had to redo my entire schedule oh. and re-wishlist things. Yeah. And like David and I were talking about one of the events that I had said that I was going to from the beginning, I found out that another event was on top of it was at the same time. And, and you found so, out about that one later because it got added after the fact. Correct. Well, yes. and, and guess what? There are going to be more events added, even yeah. after event right. registration. So I mean, they, up they, until the event happens, yeah, can be, yeah. Is that right? Is that what we learned one time? Yeah, yeah. So if we all decide the day before we want to run an event on Sunday, we can just get it added and go and run an event on Sunday. Yeah. And big shout out to one of our. Uh, we saw that as a Reddit feedback. So um, big shout out for letting us know. And I, I do think it's cool that you can do that. And just. I don't know. It was just frustrating uh, during this as my first time going through all of this. It was just like, well, crap. <laughs> now I have this other event. So, well, I did find uh, somebody here, Dave. Um, there's a guy on the Gen Con site in the forums page that puts up his own spreadsheet and it's much more user friendly. You can bri- browse by category, start time, the hosting group, the hosting GM. Oh, and site for that. Web web address is gencon.highprogrammer.com. Nice. And this guy's been doing it for several years, and that's the one I use to get all the true dungeon numbers. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, well, I'll have to add that to the show notes. So we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes. And definitely next year, if we do any uh, you know prep work, we'll be sure to bring all this back up too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Larry. 
so other than that, it was crazy today, but um, I'm looking forward to everything. That well, we well what are some questions you might have that I can enlighten you, educate you, entertain <laughs> you, and let you know all things you need to know, and the rest of these guys can just agree with me. So uh, what do you think? <laughs> well, you know, I was even going to say, if you think this was bad, don't sign up for Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that that's yeah. not great. <laughs> Um, I guess my first question is, since like we were looking at it, I know that some of my tickets are going to be mailed to me, but then there's like the general pickup, we'll call, and I've heard that that's horrible. So any tips ah, on that? Okay, I will. I will start the field and pass on. I normally do the mail. Now, the bad thing about the mail is if you get on an airplane like I have to and you don't have it on you, you're 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 just it's a pain. You're you're just in trouble um, all around. I think you have to buy a whole new badge. I don't think you can say, oh, I lost my badge. Um, and then what if all the badges are sold out? So you could really start this chain of events that ruins your vacation. Um, but until then, I've always had a good time. That, that works for me. Get it mailed. Now, this year, I was doing a little bit of moving, so I had to not do that and do will call. Years ago, years ago, I did will call. And you would wait in this line, and this line would be, oh my God, an hour, 15 minutes, and it's all wrapped around, and they got like uh, proctors stopping people so traffic can go by, like police officers, and you're <laughs> going from one side to the other, and everyone's watching everyone, because if you cut in line, holy shit, it's going to be a gamer throwdown. So we get through that, and you get your stuff, and all's good for the rest of the con. The last couple years, my man Ryan has been doing will call. I swear it takes him 10 minutes. Ryan, what you got on that? Last year was actually really great. Uh, since they sold out of tickets last year, they weren't selling any tickets on site. So all of the people that used to be selling tickets were just helping with will call. Oh. I, 10 minutes to grab everything last year. There must have been 50 plus people helping, looking for packets and badges easily. Uh, even the year before, I think it took me at most 20 minutes or so. Now, granted, I get there usually Wednesday afternoon, and that's the timeline that I'm usually targeting, but it's been super quick last year. Yeah, I want to ask, if you're showing up to Gen Con on Wednesday, Will Call is probably going to be pretty snappy. Yes. What about Thursday? That was going to be my next observation. Don't do it. Yes. <laughs> okay, so... I, I don't, and even think about Saturday. So, you know, you got your really committed Thursday, Friday folks, mm -hmm. and then you've got, oh, it's the weekend. I'm going to Gen Con. Right. Weekend Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you're going Saturday, I would say get, make sure you're there for like Friday night so you can go get your badge. And I'll say also that everyone that we're chatting with today, we're all going for all four days. That's uh, a really good point. So. Yeah. So everybody on this call, this contributing to this podcast, we're all going all four days and we're all showing up on Wednesday, I think. But so if, you know, folks listening at home, if you're wondering, should I mail it in or should I do the will call? I think the answer is if you're going to be there Wednesday, will call is going to be perfectly fine. If you're going to be there Thursday during the day and you have events later on that night, then will call would probably be OK. But any other time, you probably want to get that mailed in if you can keep track of it and, and, to, and to be really careful because it's a it's like a bearer bond you have that thing in your hand and that's what gets you in and out of the con and all that stuff if you lose your packet you're in a huge ball of mess yeah i mean just noticing you know walking by that booth a lot going back and forth from you know one uh session to another i mean i've noticed like if you get there early in the morning uh, obviously there's not a lot of people like to be up early 
or from the <laughs> drinking the night before, or uh, later in the evening, it's usually died down a lot more. But during the day, it's usually, you know, pretty, pretty steady line of people there. But like the big day times are, like you said, Saturday. If you're coming just for a Saturday, I would definitely get there Friday night to get your tickets and all that because uh, they usually do that family day on Saturday, and that place is packed for that. Well, family day, I think Sunday. Yeah. They, either way, Saturday is your busiest day. Other thing of note is once they open the will call line, I think it's like noon on Wednesday. It's open 24 hours a day till Sunday. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've so, gone to it before but, at like one in the morning. Zero wait. That does change it because if you're driving in or you're flying in at a weird time and you know you can show up late at night and there's no line, that's worth it. Yeah, but like my original plan had been that I was going to get there Thursday at like two. And go straight to events. So there was just, there's no way that would have worked. That's right. You would yeah, have, have had it. But no, I actually, that's really good to know. I think that I will actually change it, um, everything to will call that way. I, just like you, Rich, I don't have to worry about my badge and everything because I'm flying up there myself. Yeah, I've done will call for years at this point. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever had a mailed to my house in over the last decade. So I've always done will call. Yeah, so just depending on your situation, folks listening at home, will call is, is a great fit. If you've got the right timing, the right logistics, but otherwise having it mailed to you. And if you're really careful with your stuff, then that's the better way to go. Spend the $10 <laughs> so that you're not <laughs> waiting in a two hour long line and missing your $24 event or whatever it is that that is, is bumping right up against your arrival time. So my next question was getting around downtown Indy. And how hard is it? Like, how big is the crowd? I'm expecting that you are going to pretty much be walking from hotel to hotel or convention center. Um, but can you make it to like Lucas Oil Stadium and then back to like the Marriott or within oh an hour boy. or what? I tell you, I'm just going to touch on this real quick that I'm so cheap. I even ride the city bus down after the airport because it's only like $1.75 versus whatever else everybody else has to pay. And when I'm there, I just walk. And that sometimes can be a whip. And it seems like I always try and give myself, if I cross, if I go across the area, I try and give myself 30 to 45 minutes, like from one side to the other. So if I'm at RPG or if I'm down the con and I got to get to Lucas, I make sure I give myself 30, 45. Um, what do you guys do? Well, I mean, I, I was going to touch on that too, because uh, my first year out there, if you guys recall, I had that that shattered heel, and I, I was on a freaking scooter type thing getting around. And it, it really isn't as bad as you think it would be, honestly. I mean, I was able to get where I had to go. Uh, and, you know, there is a huge crowd, but it's not as bad as you think, because everyone's going the same direction. So, you know, it, it really works out pretty well, but I would kind of agree with uh, Rich that, you know, give yourself, you know, 20, 30 minutes if you're going for, you know, one complete end of the con to the other complete end of the con. I mean, obviously we've done it faster, but, you know, the nice thing about it is each of the hotels usually have a rat tunnel, we call them. They go from the hotel to the convention center, and uh, that just makes it easier. And plus, you know, it's a huge con. Indy welcomes us very well. And people know that there's just going to be a ton of people on the street. So usually there's not a whole ton of cars coming through there. Gotcha. Well, yeah. that, that's good. I, I have one other thing to mention there, just getting around Indy itself. This year, Gen Con has announced a, a, an official partnership with Lyft to provide discounts getting around the city. So if How you're about that? So that, 
Right. Yeah. So if you're staying at an Airbnb or at a hotel further away from the con, uh, of course, there's the normal transit systems that are available like buses. And the, I think Gen Con maybe has a bus, maybe not. Maybe they don't have a bus this year, but um, they work with Lyft this year to help make that stuff a little bit cheaper. They've got an announcement for their Lyft partnership. We'll link it into the show notes, but it should give you a pretty nice discount for just getting around town. Uh, and there's going to be some exclusive Gen Con promo codes and that kind of thing that will probably show up in your attendee packet. I don't think they're going to post those online. I think they're going to make sure that only people who have paid get access to those codes so that not everybody in Indy gets cheap lift. <laughs> just just the people who are going to Gen Con. Well, that's really great because like, you know, David, I decided late that I was going to go to Gen Con. So by the time I looked at the hotels, I had very limited choices. Yeah. So I'm on like the outer loop of and not anywhere near downtown Indy. So um, I will definitely have to like take a lift in and out um, and then just be downtown all day. And uh, for anybody who's driving in, be sure to check the event registration because they sell parking passes in the event registration area. I saw that. Did they do that last year or is that something new? Yeah, gate 10, gate 10 uh, parking. It was there last year and this okay. can save you a little bit of money. Uh, 24 hours, it's open, unlimited ins and outs, and they'll direct you to an open spot. It's manned all the time. And security, Do they are they talking about having security on site too, to where there's people kind of, I shouldn't say watching your car per se, but, you know, there's at least somebody walking around every now and then. Yeah, I believe there's somebody in the, parking lot, you know, maybe in a little booth or attendant. Well, better than parking under a dark bridge. <laughs> exactly. And Larry, we're going to have to park there for sure this year because uh, I'm driving for the Uber now. I'm going to try to get out there and make some money while I'm out there, buddy. <laughs> you need to be partnered with Lyft, dude. Lyft this year. <laughs> working on it. Working on it. Right on doing Uber. Working on the Lyft. Awesome. I think I'm lucky that we got a sure dungeon that backs up to another event that's at Lucas Oil. Oh, so, yeah. You're, you're, made, you're made of, you're made right of gold. There. Yeah, so that's still going to be a long-ass line for the event after True Dungeon I want to get into. But <laughs> awesome. But that does bring up a good question, was so we went through event sign-up and got all our tickets, but what about generics? How do you get them and how do you use them? And when is there like a good idea of when you should use them for what games or do you guys have examples or I buy the generics at the show. I show up with 20 bucks and I, I buy them right there at the registration counter. Um, but you can apply for them now. So in the event registration, you can just search up generics and just buy 10 bucks, 20 bucks. Oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. However much you want. And, and then that's just included with your packet. So you don't have to buy them at the show. You can buy them early. Um, and then I use the generics for my wandering around time. I typically end up with a bunch of them at the end of the con and I go to Tower of Gygax and I give all my generics to Tower of Gygax. And that's gotcha. in the, that's in the form of dead characters. So, um, I go and play Tower of Gygax and I lose a lot of characters and, uh, their charity makes a lot of money. Dave, quick question for you. Mm -hmm. Um, the battle tech pods, I don't know what would be the correct term for them, but are they not also a generic only event? They are. They are generics. The cost is $8. Okay. Perfect. Oh, there you go. So, so there's a great reason to have some too, because, um, you know, Ryan and I have been kind of paddling around and, oh, let's just go jump in the pods and kill you. Yeah. 
because you can go to a magic event. Normally they're like never full and then you just give them generics for some scheduled event or some pickup event. Yeah. Yeah. There are some events that are just so huge. They just don't get full, filled. And so generics are a great way to get you in. Gotcha. Okay. And, and especially for the folks out there who just went through event registration and didn't get anything that they wanted. Fear not people buy generics and show up because odds are somebody didn't make it. Yeah, there could be a whole table of people that didn't show up. Oh, you wouldn't you, know anything about that, Rich, Are you right? talking about last year when nobody showed up for your game? I'm, I'm still hurt and bitter. <laughs> I'm going to kill everybody this year on purpose. When you're done, right? Let's say you don't do Tower Guy Yak, so you don't donate all your generics when you're wrapped up. Can you turn them in? And if you turn them in, can you get cash? Can they go to your credit card? I think they remember there's some little loophole about generics. I know you can turn them back in and get system credit. Of course, they'll take their handling fee out of it. But yeah, you can turn them back in because we've gotten a lot of times uh, big stacks of generic tickets for True Dungeon. You know, maybe somebody in our group, uh, you know, had a scheduling conflict and it got canceled. And they're like, hey, I'd like to jump in there, but we don't have an extra ticket. Sometimes if there is an opening, then they'll accept generic tickets. And they also have a waiting list for True Dungeon, where you can get on this waiting list, but you have to have generic tickets. And then if you don't use them, yeah, you can turn them back in, minus the handling fee, and get system credit. Then a big question I have is that hasn't been talked about at all is the dealer's room and where that is, how it works, what you can see, when you should buy stuff. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. When wow, to buy the things. That's a really good one, because, you know, there's that whole... I'm going to start at the end of that with one little piece that... There's that whole mentality of, I'm going to wait till Sunday, right? And the guys don't want to load stuff back into trucks. So they're going to be able to wheel and deal, right? You're going to be able to get in there and uh, uh, make a deal with them. Um, that's what I've always heard. Yes. I now, if you're, if you're trying to buy a Tomb of Horror, that's, you know, a really tiny little book from a D&D module, man, they'll throw that in there. If you're trying to buy Twilight Imperium, that might be a better one. If you're trying to buy anything that's new... I don't think it'll be there on Sunday. Gentlemen, what do y'all think? I remember last year, Legend of the Five Rings, the card game came out. That game was sold out before noon on Thursday. Oh, wow. So if it's new and there's buzz around it, you want to get that thing immediately. If it's older, waiting till Sunday can usually work. Um, You do have some logistics problems, right? So if you're traveling... Like last year, uh, Kelly and I traveled, we, we flew, and we bought some artwork on Sunday. Well, the only way we can get it home is if we ship it. There's only one place at the con, it's like a little Kinko's office center, that will ship on a Sunday. So you have to be kind of prepped to spend a lot of money to get your stuff shipped out. And there is a line. So that guy right there, that has a line. So if on Sunday you're oh. trying to move a bunch of stuff, you need to kind of prep in the idea that I'm going to wait in line to ship all my things. And you're going to, it's in the convention center. You don't have to walk far. The dealer's room is in the convention center. So it's just a logistics thing of kind of remembering if I'm flying, I need an extra bag to carry all the stuff I'm going to buy. Or if I'm going to buy some artwork, I need to be prepped to ship, which means I need to be prepared to wait in line. Hey, Dave, you know, it works really well there. Hmm. I know guys that put suitcases in their suitcases. Wow. (laughs) I'm not calling anybody out on this podcast, but. Yeah, I might've done that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh, also there is a friends that drive in and they'll take all their crap back to your house or ship it to you for you yeah that's true on that too 
Yeah. If they're, if you're driving like uh, this year, Kelly and I will be driving. So I'm not really worried about any of this stuff. I can buy as much stuff as I like and just put it on the trunk. Just so you're aware, there is a post office actually really close to the convention center by Lucas oil. So if you bought something ahead of time and need to ship it, you can mail it Friday or Saturday morning. Oh, nice. From the post office and not pay the crazy prices. Not crazy, but more expensive prices if you're shipping from within the convention center. Yes. Nice. But that place has to be making some bank then. Yes. God. I, so when I was there last year shipping that piece of artwork, the couple before me were from Japan and they were shipping 10 boxes. Holy crap. Yeah. Back to Japan. And they were, you know, I mean, that, that little Kinko's office was making tons of money. Wow. You know, Ryan, I popped over good old Google Maps there. And that post office is literally across the street from Lucas Oil um, at Capitol and South. And yep. I mean, it is, Ryan is right on the money. It, it is, if it's during the time that you can use the post office services, it is right there, guys. Yeah, I might have mailed stuff too at one point. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> in a suitcase. Uh, last thing about the dealer room. So it's, it's in the, the convention center. It's huge and it's packed. There's always a lot of people in the dealer hall, except for maybe on Sunday towards the end, because people are starting to catch flights and stuff like that. But um, it is almost always full inside the dealer's room. There's a bunch of demos going on. You'll be next to like the fantasy flight booth or the Paizo booth. And near there will be a demo center where they're demoing all their games. Like Catalyst does this. Everybody does this. They demo all their games in or near their booths. So you can go in and catch a quick demo for a game and then go and buy it if they still have some left. And you know we you you know the events we just signed up for. And this is about maybe a little higher than normal. So for everybody else that's out there, if you had to say 60% of my time is probably scheduled right now. And I'll usually be able to get in four or five good demos in the uh, uh, dealer hall. You know, Ryan will be like, dude, there's this great new Kickstarter game I want to go try. I'll run with him. We'll go sit in their booth. Me and Rob will go in and be like, oh, it's Star Wars. We got to play it. Um, And so we'll hit and and probably get four or five good demos in, you know, and hopefully out of those four or five demos, um, I actually liked four of them. You know what I mean? Because every now and then you'll hit a stinker. You just got to kind of work. And expect a demo to be uh, the demos, in my opinion, should be 10 to 15 minutes. But I've seen some of the places will let people play full games. And that's cool. But it means that there's a whole bunch of other people not getting to play demos um, because there's always a line for those demos. And you know what? I say 30 minutes pretty easy. It might be because I'm waiting 10 minutes to play Mm. and then I'm playing for 20 or I'm getting some instruction and then playing for 20. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I, I would say that, uh, it works out that way pretty well. Yeah. Anecdotally for me, anyway, if you go in in the afternoon, the dealer hall seemed to be less crowded than like right when the doors open. Oh yeah. A lot of times there are people giving away specials. Hey, the first 300 people that show up, get this thing. And they're, they're all running to get those things in the morning You're right. and then they go off to their games and then it's thinned out a little bit in the afternoon. So you can actually like see something i can't believe you we didn't bring that up great job ryan because that is i mean unless you really can handle some crowds just don't go there first thing because it is really busy and if you do get in a pinch go to cover your mouth and say oh my god i have to throw up and people will move (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, there are, there's one other thing and that is the Gen Con VIPs. Traditionally, I don't know if this year, but traditionally they get early access to the dealer room. Um, that's a um, VIG. Did you say VIG or VIP? I said VIP. Is it, oh, it's, it's very important gamer. VIG. Yeah, it's, it's VIG. <laughs> um, you know, VIG, uh, when you look at that one, it is beat the crowd and gain an additional hour in the exhibit hall prior to general admission into the hall. This benefit is only for opening day on Thursday. One access ticket for VIG packet purchaser is available through the VIG lounge. There you go. So that's interesting. It's not Friday. It's not Saturday. It's only on Thursday they get in that hour to get in line. So when the big doors open and the the herd comes running in and we're like, gamers, um, they're already standing there going, oh, you peasants. (laughs) <laughs> I've already bought all the L5R LCG. <laughs> Look how shiny my new toys are. Mm-hmm. So in regards to demoing a game, what's good etiquette for a player? Um, what should I do as a person coming up to try a game? How long is permissible to really stay? And you know, any other Great. thoughts or suggestions? I think number one is let them know. Sometimes I walk up and, you know, I'm an introvert and I, it's, you know, there's people really in front of me because I don't know any of you guys right now. I'm just looking at a screen, right? But when I'm there in front of people, it's a little bit more complex. So if I just stand there, they don't really know. And so I have gotten now to the fact that I walk up and I don't interrupt a conversation, but I, um, you know, try and get someone's attention and say, hey, I would like to do a demo of this game where, you know, what's happening? When can I do it? 90% of the time, it ends up me sitting in a chair, like right then. Mm-hmm. And they will kind of usher you through when it's time to go. They'll let you do the demo, and then they'll say, and they may even set the expectation with you up front. This demo is going to have uh, two turns of play, and then the expectation is after two turns, you're going to leave. But definitely, you're free to sit and ask questions. I think it would be poor form to like share any kind of life stories. You know, right? Um, whoa, 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 whoa! You mean I'm not allowed to talk about my 15th level druid paladin? <laughs> druid paladin? No. Druid paladin. <laughs> hey, I play D and D, guys. We're allowed to do stuff. You, you're allowed to do anything um, you want over there. <laughs> yeah. So seriously, you're not supposed to like tell them about your other game system you're developing at home and oh how it uses God. some of the similar mechanics. Uh, and, That's okay. Not allowed. One thing to remember when you go in to get the demo, a lot of times it's a demo booth person. Not the game developer, not anybody who really knows the inner workings. They just know their 15-minute demo. You mean they don't want to hear about all my take and how they should change the rules? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you have an in-depth, like, response, it's probably going to fall on deaf ears. Because right after you, they got 15 more to do. And they're going to forget all about it by the end of the day. So if you have thoughts and comments... Submit those through the contact us on those manufacturers' websites, not to the poor demo person that's just running you through the 15-minute demo. Now, I was joking around a bunch, but I am going to put the pressure back on Ryan. And um, there was a game, and, and maybe we stay away from titles or people, uh, but Ryan, there was a game that you got to um, be part of with the uh, rules collaboration and doing some beta testing and um, you know, got a, got a nice little shout-out in the uh, final publication of rules. How did you meet that person, and was it doing exactly what I joked about? Were you were you giving them the lowdown on how their game sucked, and then all of a sudden you're <laughs> tied in? It wasn't really that their their game didn't suck. It's a, it was a I was excited about their game and had some comments um, 
where I got someone, the, the guy I was teaching actually worked for the company. We're not all the game uh, demoers do. Some of them, they just try to hire people that have games just for that weekend. But then started talking to him and then he brought over the designer. Then we sat down and chatted. Lucky, I mean, it was like a 20 minute, 30 minute chat of like where to move things around to because I was bumping pieces um, when the game was, when we were playing. It's like, oh, I knocked that out of the way. So it was more of uh, some of us probably dumb luck, but it was probably my enthusiasm towards the game. Like this thing is great. I like playing this. I would love to see this stuff cleaned up a little bit because I think it would make it even better. So I might go back a little bit on my little joke thing of uh, 15th Paladin, blah, 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 and say that if you do feel passionate, it might be the right place to say, are you taking in any suggestions at this time? That person might hand you off to the developer. That person might hand you off to a card that says, here, write it down. So, but asking may not hurt, but just telling them like they want to know probably isn't the right idea. I do want to set the stage for everybody. Ryan here is an incredibly nice and professional person. So (laughs) when you do this kind of thing, like Rich said, say, hey, I have some thoughts. Can I share them with you? Be professional. Don't be crazy critical out the gate because that's a great way to get shut down and and ignored. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. That's a good one. Uh, the other thing is, too, if, if the game's already being printed, that ship has sailed. If yeah. it's a demo that they're, hey, this thing's coming to Kickstarter or we're going to print this next year, uh, that's when that window's open. Right. Oh, so after what you're talking observation. Right. And, and that might be really appropriate at like Proto Alley and some of those places where clearly we're still in the development stage. The dealer room demo area, a lot of those games are shipping. So it depends on the the venue and depends on the situation, I think. Okay, that's good to know. How about just general etiquette for walking around the dealer room? There's etiquette? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, there is. So I spent a good (laughs) chunk of time, I would say two or three weeks prior to my birthday, looking for like the perfect bag to wear to a convention and... You know, I Googled a lot of stuff, so, like, I know that that's a thing. What else? And I've been to, like, some smaller cons, but what would you say people should be aware of as they're walking around, um, like, the dealer room or two different events or things like that, other than being polite, don't be a dick? Well, don't be on a scooter, that I can tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Was the scooter pretty tough Noted. It was I mean, it was nice because they yeah, had that little basket on the front where we could put their shit in. But I'll tell you, uh, people are not always as considerate as you'd like. But, hey, I, I mean, it went well. Like I said, I mean, it, it did go pretty well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, just use the old, good old armory way. You keep yeah. right to walk through. Keep left. Uh, you know, yeah. if you walk on the right, everyone else walks on the right. There's going to be a flow of traffic. And if you got to stop the talk, get out of the way to do it. Yeah. Um, so a couple of pet peeves, um, <laughs> do, me. do not stop to take a picture in the dealer room. Just don't. There's so many people trying to get by to do stuff. As soon as somebody stops for a cosplay or something like that, go outside, right outside of the dealer hall, right outside is a huge cosplay photo area that has plenty of room for people to walk around. 
The other thing with the dealer hall is try not to meet people there. Like, don't make that your point of of meeting. Just because, again, there's so many people in there. I like to bring a backpack and I like to wear it on my front. If I have something on my back, especially if it's a big, heavy backpack that's like fully loaded with stuff, I start swinging that thing around. I'm going to hit somebody. So I personally wear a backpack. I try and remember to keep it on my front. And just load up whatever games I buy into that backpack. If I can't fit the game, a lot of these vendors will have a giant bag for you to put a game in. And then I just put everybody else's game in that same bag. I don't get a bag for every place I went to and and carry them all around like, I don't know, some 80s shopping spree movie. Um, You know, I try and keep as small a bubble as I can and offload often. Right. Because you get you'll get loaded up with a bunch of stuff and you're walking a ton carrying all this stuff around, you got to offload at some point and, and get your, get your personal space smaller again. Can I touch on one little thing about security? Yes. And this is not that I have ever seen this, nor do I feel that this is the kind of place that, you know, is rampant with this. And there's, you know, little minion children taking things out of your pockets, but your bag, think of safety and security. You know, you've got to think of the idea of where's my wallet, where's my license, where's my credit cards. This is a very large event, and that is where some parts of society come to to um, to steal from you. And so that's one thing to remember about with your bag, that if it's it's too much away from you and you can't feel, um, which, my God, a backpack, especially, you're not feeling that. Another one with a lot of the cyber stuff going on. I think of RFID blocking, and that was really one of my top priorities in a wallet I purchased recently. Um, and I say recently, years ago, because I'm so cheap, I never buy new ones. Um, I, I was able to get one at a good price that was um, also based for blocking chips. And mm-hmm. so those are two pieces I would throw out if anybody's thinking about. I know they, you know, security is something you should keep in mind that sometimes goes against accessibility. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just a thought. To go off of that as well, um, I will be a female alone um, during a lot of Gen Con, especially going back and forth to my hotel. So um, during the event, and some of these events I'm going to very late, and I'm not going to be getting out of them until late. So who should I look for, um, like enforcers? Do you guys, do they always wear the same thing? Are, are they going to be around 24 hours? Yes. The enforcers are all wearing uh, Gen Con staff enforcer shirts. So they're always going to be in the same T-shirt. And uh, certainly for all of the all of the main venues where Gen Con is at, you'll be seeing them. I don't know if they're on the street. Um, I think that you can ask one of them, hey, can you take me out to the lift, you know, or to the whatever whatever vehicle method I'm using to get around. Just to be safe and be always be aware of your surroundings and people around you. Yes. And I will say on the street in Indianapolis, they have a lot of officers, just straight up police officers during Gen Con, just always around, especially just a couple of streets off of Gen Con where a lot of the drinking happens and a lot of the party goers are. There's uh, Rich and I go out there and we're always seeing, you know, two or three police cars and, and an officer walking the street oh and God. all that kind Almost of stuff. Almost a cop every block and a half. I mean, it's. It's like, wow, they definitely don't want to have issues right. because they have enough of a presence. And and by the way, the presence isn't, oh, I'm here with my billy club. The the presence looks very amenable. Like, right. hey, I'm here, but you know, to be to be a good guy. You know what I mean? And to be a police officer to protect the community. Should you expect any type of swag 
while in the dealer's room or other places? Coupon book. Oh, the coupon book, yeah. Yeah, coupon book. You can get a free D6. You What's can, um, it, it seems like every year, so I'm going to imagine it's going to be there this year. I'm just going on a limb that there is uh, one company that you turn in your coupon to them and you get a D6 for the event. So it's like Gen Con, it's a D6. And really what they want you to do is buy the rest of the set. And then that's like mm-hmm. the centerpiece of the little tin, right? Um, so there's always a free D6. And you might even get um, a few things that are free until uh, Boss Monster has done promo cards before. Turn it in, get your promo card. So you got to get your coupon book. Sit down, take a look at that for what is the free swag. That coupon book will also have your 20% off two shirts. It'll also have your, you know, uh, this book is out. Get 20% off if you buy two of them. It'll have some of those deals tied in. So I usually sit down, pull out the things I'm interested in, and then note their booth numbers. So while I'm doing that walk, I try and get it the first time I go by them. Never works out that way. But it's always what I want to do is not walk around the dealer hall from end to end trying to get, you know, two free dice. But I, I do that often. And uh, you will get some swag from events. So if you're going to a tournament or you're going to some of the other bigger events, a lot of times they'll come with some swag. So like the L5R events that I used to go to for role playing, they gave out um, uh, clan pencils. And another event I went to gave out uh, uh, cards that you could only get at Gen Con. Fantasy Flight did that with me one year where yeah. uh, we were playing and you got, you know, cards with alternative art that were only available from being there. Ooh. Remember the Dungeons and Dragon dice? You oh, guys dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Trying to collect that whole set, trying to do the Dungeons and Dragons playtesting. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get the whole set. Did anybody make the whole set? Yeah. And I sold them on eBay. <laughs> no. I sold mine too. <laughs> nice. Boom, Chakalaka. I love you guys. I think I got it like 75 bucks for him or something stupid. Nice. Yes. I'm like, here you go. <laughs> $70 for some dice that you can't read when you roll them. They did oh, look they were terrible. You couldn't read them, but they did look awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, well, I don't want to say that's all my questions because I know that I'm going to be bothering David and Rich up until we go to the event. But are, do you guys have any advice for me um, as this is my first first time going? You bet, Heather. Comfortable shoes. <laughs> Two Without pairs. a doubt. Yes. Two pairs of shoes. That's Comfortable shoes. shoes. <laughs> Two shoes. And water. Take some water with you. Yeah. You're gonna get you're gonna get too busy. You're gonna get wrapped up in things that you're doing. Time's gonna slip away from you. You're gonna skip meals. Take some water, maybe some protein bars, whatever you'd like. Make sure you have some snack food during the events that you can bribe the DM with. I know Rich will take uh, something there for some food for an extra oh, plus one damage. Totally goodness. I love <laughs> so take something to snack on, water and good shoes and use deodorant i well yes you you will do a surprising amount of walking Mm -hmm. like for the folks out there that like went to like a college campus and walked around a college campus and all that kind of stuff you're doing that kind of walking you're doing a ton of walking for four days so if you're just in your life you don't like get I don't know, 10,000 steps in, in your day-to-day life, you might want to go do that real quick. You know, like, like, uh, make sure you have shoes that will last for four days of getting a ton of steps in every day and that you yourself are comfortable doing that. You know, like there's just so much wandering around at Gen Con that like you see people just by Saturday, they're just sitting down against a wall, just 
just exhausted because that's me. There's just so much walking to do that if you're not prepped for it, it can be overwhelming and it can really make the last day or two kind of rough. And last, like as a health thing, if you have a, a note from the health department to please not travel because you have some crazy disease, please do not come to Gen Con. <laughs> but Dave, it's the one time a year I get to. <laughs> yeah, 60,000 people don't need SARS or whatever. Like, stay, keep it at home, folks, if you if you get can, diagnosed with some crazy, uh, highly communicable disease. Have... You guys go a lot, so or go. So, how often have you come home with uh, a convention complex? crud? Yeah, Con- yeah, convention crud. Well, one year Pax had swine flu, so oh Yikes. wow! Yikes! Uh, I have been really fortunate with the uh, convention crud. I I almost always seem to have a little crud afterwards because yeah. I, I I drink a little too much. Mm-hmm. I stay up a little <laughs> bit too late. On crud. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, and so I mean, really, I'm running myself down. So when I get back, um, 50% chance I'll have a little bit of something. Just post-con sadness of like, I'm yeah. no longer at yeah. the con. Uh, expect that for sure. Um, anti-back, travel with that. Say that name again? Antibacterial. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, yes, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the hand soaps and the and all that. Just absolutely, absolutely. Just rub it in your eyes and <laughs> <laughs> practice so practice the good. best hygiene you possibly can and that's yeah. that's true for that just helps everybody if we all practice really good hygiene be prepared for the people that don't Axe body spring well cool thank you guys so much for answering my kind of stupid questions but those are great questions thank you so uh, much <laughs> peanut gallery any advice don't try to do it all because you can't yeah make sure you get yeah. sleep or you're going to get the concrete have fun yeah, really. It's just have fun gaming. Uh, if you pack things too tight, you're just going to stress yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was one big thing I was going to say, even when we were getting our tickets and everything this morning, is uh, my first year I went there, I mean, all I had was true dungeon tickets. Um, I had a blast. I You always find something to do. There's uh, I, I stumbled by a, a paint booth, learned to paint. I loved it. I spent a lot of time there. You know, so there's always something to do. Don't be afraid just because you didn't get your events that there's nothing you can't do. There's always something to do. If you go there with a positive attitude, you have a positive time. That's an awesome point, man. Yeah. So like today, I'm sure a ton of people didn't get the events they wanted. That's okay. There's a ton of stuff to do and you're going to have a good time if you're ready to have a good time. Yeah, I'm certainly looking forward to it. I'm so excited to be able to go. Heather, thanks a ton for coming on and answer, asking a bunch of questions that really gave us a lot of cool stuff to talk about. And everyone, thanks so much for joining us today to help Heather and me and everybody else listening to learn more about how to properly go to this con and, and how to enjoy it. I think with that, we should probably all say our goodbyes. So why don't everybody here, you all say your goodbyes and the Rich and I will close it out. Three, two, one, say goodbye. 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 Adios. Hasta. Bye. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Okay, well, uh, as always, everyone, have fun and play well. May all your roles be crits. Thanks for listening. If you have feedback for us, please find us on Twitter, again, at High Shelf Gaming, or on our Facebook group, High Shelf Gaming Podcast. Of course, we're on iTunes and Stitcher as well, so feel free to leave us some feedback or a review there. like to go to that Clara Irish pub. How do you say that? Clara. Clara. We like to go to Not Clara. the way you said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>